I have been selling this book, Zanaz Lee and Wan Chun Hong's Guide to Indie Filmmaking, which is published by MPH. For a while now, it's a really good book. If you want to be a filmmaker, whether it's for YouTube, social media, TV, film, cinema, whatever, this is the book to get. I'm going to make it more accessible and more affordable to all of you because I believe that everybody needs to become a filmmaker. The more filmmakers we have in the world, I think this world will be a better place to live in. Now it's available as an electronic book download on my website, I'm gonna link it here. It's really cheap, it's really affordable, it's only five ringgit if you wanna get the ebook version, okay? Five ringgit! It doesn't really cost much, right? It's just a little bit of something for me. I mean, it did take a lot of work to write. Each chapter of this book talks about one part of the filmmaking process. And for each chapter as well, I interview a local filmmaker. It's only five ringgit! It's only five ringgit! Okay. Okay, you're watching and listening to the Fat Bidding Film Club and I'm assuming I'm Zan Azli. And I'm Cheryl Ibsen. And as usual, every week we watch a local film and we review it. Yeah. Uh, and as usual, you know, also the new usual is that all the cinemas are closed forever. We don't know when it's going to be reopened. So <laughs> we, we watch movies that are available to us online or on TV now, right? But uh, sometimes, yeah. people give us movies to watch. Yes. Like this time. Like this time, we're going to review a movie that was actually released in 2004. Yeah. But it's being re-released again. Remastered. Yeah, yeah. okay. So we, we are reviewing the remastered version of Putri Gunung Ledang. Uh, we watched the film. Now, oh, 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 but there, 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 is, there is this one piece of news that I actually want to, to share, oh. right? The, the, I, I want to share this piece of news uh, because I'm pretty excited about it and it, 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 it hasn't, um, it, this thing hasn't happened in a long time. Uh, recently, right, at the 57th Golden Horse Awards, which is the annual kind of like the Taiwan's uh, Academy Oscars. Awards, la. Oh. Yeah, it's like it's like the Taiwan's Oscars, la. right? A Malaysian one. A Malaysian one. Oh my God, he yes. won Best Director. It's Chong Kiet On, yes. right? Uh, he won Best uh, 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 Best Director at the Taiwan's Golden Horse Awards, uh, and the film is called The Story of Southern Islet or Islet, 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 Islet. Who knows? I ain't no Shakespeare student. You are. I let, I let. Is it? Is it? Yes. Is it? Yeah. And uh, it's... Yeah. And he's a Malaysian filmmaker who yes. is based in Taiwan. Yes. And the last person to win... Well, the last Malaysian to win an award like that, well... The last Malaysian to be based out of Taiwan and win big awards is Chai Ming Liang, who I actually love because I love his films. Uh, my favourite film that Chai Ming Liang did was uh, Goodbye Dragon Inn, mm. uh, which I saw many, many years ago, 2004, I think. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and now we've got another Malaysian who's based in Taiwan, who's, win, who's won this big award, mm. right? And I don't know if Malaysia is going to... Is Malaysia going to recognise him? I mean, it was covered in the Malaysia media. Malaysia has recognised him! In the media, it's been covered in the media, yeah. but... Have you ever heard of Chong Kin Yeon? 
No, Before this, but no. But I will review his film soon. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna review his film because we're gonna consider it a Malaysian film. But that's the thing. See, all these Malaysians who like win big awards are based elsewhere, and you know a lot of people don't even see them as Malaysians. Like Chai Ming Yang, every festival he goes to, when he wins or he screens his films there, he's known as a Taiwanese film director, although he's Sarawakian. You mean he give up citizenship, Dilay? No, 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 no. He's been back. He's made films here. Oh. But he made a film about the Anwar Ibrahim case. Oh. Uh, you know, which I watched the film. So I went to the premiere in Malaysia. Oh. Yeah, I forgot what the film was called. It was good. It was funny. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Okay. So back to this film that yes. was also first released in 2004. That has now been re-released and remastered. Yes, Putri yes. Gunung Leda. Putri Gunung Leda. Uh, it, uh, it has been remastered. It was offered on uh, Infinity uh, Productions, Productions. Uh, website yeah. uh, for a fee for a limited time, yeah. uh, which we were privileged enough to be given access to watch. Yes, uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Infinity. Okay. Uh, and now we're going to review it. I mean, I, I saw the film last in 2004. Like everybody else. Like everybody else. <laughs> I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I went to the premiere. Oh, <laughs> right? Okay. I was at the premiere uh, watching it. And look, is this movie going to be released on Netflix? I don't Yeah, it is. It is being released on Netflix soon, within the week, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, Coming to Netflix. So this is relevant, right? Yes, we are relevant. We are relevant. Movie. Okay, <laughs> you want to you tell everybody what the movie is about? The uh, movie you know? is about Putri Gurun Laidang. Not really. Okay, la, no, la, that's not what the movie is about. Okay, so basically the movie is about how, I guess, Putri Gurun Laidang sort of came to be this princess up on the mountain and uh, it's a little bit of a backstory to the myth in a way but it basically centers around these two lovers <laughs> so it's an epic love story or it's like a love epic whatever you want to call it um, between love a pick. Javanese princess uh, uh, yeah, a Javanese who's played princess, by uh, Putri, who is played by Tiara Jacqueline in 2004 yes and uh Hang Hang Tua, who is played by, by M. Nasir. Yeah. so basically um the Gusi Putri uh, goes to uh, Gunung Ledang and uh, because she is promised to someone else she's heartbroken lah and uh, she's like no cannot and then she goes to this mountain and she expects uh Hang Tua, her beloved to come for her but then uh, some stuff happens and then Hang Tua comes for her but under the formal instruction of the Sultan who now wants to marry her. And then a bunch of things basically happen. And then more things happen. And you can already tell by the fact that I'm not telling you what's happening that I want you to watch the film now. Oh, you do? Well, oh, no? No, okay, no. okay. It's yeah, okay if okay. you want them yeah. to watch the film. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, yeah. So should I tell them what I think about the film first? Because I think, I don't know. So we're going to talk about the film? Yeah! Now, okay, now on to the review. On to the review. Okay, okay, okay you, so you, sure. Okay, so first of all, it's a very pretty film. It Beautiful, is shot yeah. wonderfully. It is so stylistic. Technically, I think this film is like flawless in every way. The costumes are perfect, the sets are, you know, grandiose and really uh, apt to the times that they are set in. And uh, the makeup is great, uh, it's all very believable, and the nature shots are wonderful, and um, it's just very, very, very beautiful. Set design, props, <laughs> costume, everything. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful in 2004, yeah. and it's still beautiful now. Yeah. Um, but 
I understand that the dialogue is supposed to be very uh, old-timey, uh, you know, Malacca time dialogue. But it was still a little bit draggy to me hmm. and therefore made the entire film just a little bit slow in pacing. And that also brings me to my other point, which was that the entire film was actually a little bit slow in pacing, but complemented even more by the dialogue. So uh, it could have been... The entire story was... It's actually a very simple story, um, but it was made to be a little bit more complicated, but unnecessarily so, I felt. Okay. So I felt like it was just kind of dragged on for the sake of being dragged on. And a lot of scenes were kind of long just for the sake of being long. Because but it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Maybe, yeah. So you want to look at it and it's long. Um, but they could have gotten to the point much faster and could have invoked a lot more emotion. Because by the time I was supposed to feel the emotions I was supposed to feel, I was basically tired from mm. watching the film and waiting for those scenes to happen you know which was really uh, sad to me because it felt a little bit wasted because then you've exhausted your audience to the point where they cannot fully appreciate your film I really do appreciate the fact that um, a Malaysian folklore princess is being made to be so feminist in her characteristic in her character because she um, is not your typical like damsel in distress waiting for what she has a mind of her own She's not really not letting the men control her destiny. She's got superpowers. She's got superpowers. Supernatural powers. That she's using for good or bad. Mostly for good lah. And for herself. Know, for herself. <laughs> but she's very clear about what she wants. And she is very set on getting what she wants. And even when it is detrimental to her, she's still going to stick to it. Which I guess is not very wise in hindsight. But, you know, it's great to see a... Uh, Female, a Malaysian female character on screen that's very um, set in what she wants to do and is sticking to it and is defending it and uh, she's like really like a true blue warrior la. so I appreciated that mm. I really really liked that on screen um, I still feel like M. Nasi cannot act but um, I don't think that's the point everybody thinks him. I don't think M. Nasi can act please yeah. well. and, um, I don't know that I would have uh, preferred him as Hang Tua. But I guess Hang Tua is supposed to be like your ultra macho Malay stoic with the with the police with the police moustache. Tak ada perasaan. So I guess it works for him, Nasi, in a way. But then the emotional scenes were kind of awkward for me, lah, because I was like, what's, he's, what's he doing? He's, he's the original Kayu. M Nasi is the original Kayu, so, man. Yeah. yeah. Who's the guy yeah, in a? Uh, who's the guy in the 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 Pascal? Ayo, I forgot his name lah. Kyril, uh, Ky- Azrin, Azrin. Ah, the, Kyril, the Pascal Azrin, guy. Kyril, Azrin. Probably took lessons from Mnasi <laughs> to act like a Kayu. Okay, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's all I have to say about the film. That's all? Yeah. Well, no, I was saying, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So, there's a lot of context if I'm going to be talking about this film. Because it, in, in 2004, when this film was made, it was so hyped up. The hype around Putri Gunung Ledang in 2002, 2003, 2004, it took a while to make, was so hyped up, right? Uh, it was going to be, it was supposed to be the Malaysian film ever. It was going to go overseas and be sold in all these international markets. It was, there was talk about Oscars and, I don't know, all kinds of awards and all that, right? Of course, it didn't win an Oscar, right? But the hype surrounding it was crazy. And I was working at NTV7 at that time. This was in 2002. Mm. Like I was working at NTV7. And this was the time when NTV7 was 
before it was owned by Media Prima, mm. it was owned by Fendi Nawawi. At that time, was the Minister of uh, Agriculture, mm. who also owned NTV7, owned NTV7, and owned the production company that produced Putri Gunung Ledang. And he is married to? Married to Tiara Jacqueline. Nah, right? Yes. Now, I think Tiara Jacqueline was beautiful back then. She was beautiful as Putri Gunung Ledang. She's beautiful now. I don't know, I haven't seen her lately, recently. She 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 messaged us on just Instagram. I saw her the other day. Where? Even from somewhere. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. she messaged anyway. she messaged us on Instagram and said thanks. Yeah. So 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 it was hyped up like crazy. Mm. And I had high expectations. A lot of high expectations. Big, big expectations for the movie when it first came out. Right? So and then now, you watched the movie. And then I watched the movie in 2004, right? Now, everything that you said about the film being beautiful and nice and great, I agree. Mm. Those are all the good points of the film. And I'm going to add one more thing to the film that I think is also great, which is the acting and the mm, performances. Yeah. Except, for think, M. except for <laughs> M. Nase. Except for M. is the original Caillou. But then again, you know, M. Nase has he's always been built to be. Known to be for his acting. Yeah, he's, not, he's a musician, he's a great musician, but he has acted. He has acted many times, right? And, and he has always had that Malay look. And Maybe people that's have a always. Style, uh, I mean. You mean to be a Caillou? Yeah. Like the Pascal guy? Whatever, I don't know. <laughs> okay. so, so he, but he has always, everybody says that he looks like M. Nase, he's mm. the Jew Melayu, he's the, you know, everything. You know, M. Nase looks like M. Nase? Hang Tua. Sorry, M. Nase looks like. The Hang Tua look is supposed to be the M. Nase look, right? Okay, alright, um, okay. And, and the fact that he's Singaporean, I don't know why we want to claim the Singaporean to be Hang Tua, you know, but he's Malaysian now. So anyway, uh, yeah, but he, his performance was very Kayula. But the <laughs> other actors, I mean, Tiara Jacqueline, I don't think she had a lot of acting to do in the movie. She just had to look pretty, <laughs> right? No, but she did kind of act. A bit, a bit, a bit, yeah. a bit. But she played it well. She yeah. played the role it's well. It's all in her face, right? though. All yeah. of her acting was like was focused true. on her face. True, true, true. Yeah. There is uh, Ryan Razali, who plays the Prime Minister. Mm. Oh my god, he's good, right? There's Adeline Aman Ramli, who I've always thought to be a very good actor. Mm. And hey, Adeline, I mean, we haven't had drinks in a long time. Uh, but anyway, he played the Sultan of Malacca really well. Mm. You know, the Sabri you know stole the show. He is Datuk Setia. Uh, I don't know what the equivalent Malay uh, English name for that cabinet member is. <laughs> Datuk Setia. But he is the he's kind of like the the the, the comic relief. Member. He's the comic relief and he's Sabri you know I've always liked Sabri you know I've liked him since I was like a kid my father used to bring me to DBKL theater the DBKL theater auditorium mm. to watch plays where he would act, act in. Um, uh, there was a uh, 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 Kiraman, hmm. uh, you know. Yeah, questionable personality outside of the film, Ken but he acts really well, hmm. right? So performances were good. I love the performance, the acting. Uh, but what I didn't like, right? What I didn't like, and this disappointed me because they had put so much into the film already, and they could have just put this one element in, which is writing a good story with good characters. That one out. And we all know films are supposed to be about good stories and good characters. You already have the beauty in it already. The technical aspects were already good, right? We have a good story lah. Number one, it doesn't even follow the real myth of Putri Gunung Ledang. You know, a hodgepodge of different eras coming together. Majabahit, Sultan of Melaka, Hang Tua. The timeline doesn't even add up. Right? It doesn't add up at all. You've got a Hindu, Hindu civilization in the Malay archipelago, 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 yeah, whatever, you know, you Shakespeare person, how do you pronounce it? Archipelago. Okay, right? 
Then how come got Sultan Melaka who's Muslim? Uh, but that actually, actually, that shouldn't be a problem. But they never specifically state that he's Muslim. Yes. Assalamualaikum, waalaikumsalam. Oh, With the, the you know the Sultan of Duma and all that who came, right? Yeah. Uh, and and so so, the timeline is all mixed up. But that actually shouldn't be a problem yeah, because this is a myth. license, uh... Sorry. <laughs> ah, right now, it's 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 okay to, to mix it up. It's a myth, right? You can. It's a fairy tale. Do whatever you want. You can tell whatever story. So it shouldn't be a problem. But then, they never developed the story. They never developed the characters. The ter characters were all so one-dimensional. Right? Okay, maybe you're right, Putri Guno Ledang was feminist. But everything else? Everybody else? There's no backstory to the characters. You don't see the motivation for them doing whatever they want to do. Why is the Sultan of Malacca like that? Why is the Datuk Setia like that? Why is, you know, Hang Tua like that? Why? The, 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 the Javanese king, Sultan. What do you call the Javanese Sultan? <laughs> I don't know, right? Uh, there! I, I just felt that fell flat, lah, you know, and that was a big disappointment to me. Lah. I mean, watching the film again, yes, it's beautiful. But story-wise, it wasn't there. Lah. You know, I wish they had actually concentrated and, and concentrate and give focus on telling a really good story. I'm sure they wanted to have this idea of making it universal, you know, love story and all that. But tada, you know, it was, it was very too... I felt it was too simple, but then you made a point by saying that it was complicated, unnecessarily complicated. So it's true also. It's like, so simple, yet they wanted to make it complicated. It just didn't work for me. Lah. You know, it, it, it didn't work. And this was also a time when Malaysian, the Malaysian film industry was saying that they had to look inwards to see local stories to be told to the international uh, audience. I don't know, I was disappointed by that. Lah. Well, you brought up a good uh, point about how they maybe were trying to internationalize a local mm, mm. story and to look, the point it was of in, being but it was in I think watching it now right in 2020 this was in 2004 mm. so they could have potentially in a way uh, sort of pioneered this like first attempt of this retelling thing uh, and this is just all theoretics at this point because you know it was so long ago but uh, yeah, it wasn't done well, true, but it could have also set the president for different kind of retellings that ended up becoming better. Like? I'm trying to think of an example <laughs> really hard right now, yeah. but nothing comes to mind. But yalla. No, but this is the thing. I'm not reviewing it based on a 2020 know, remastered version. I'm reviewing it. It's the same story from 2004. And I had the same opinions in 2004. I didn't have the Fat Bidding Film Club at that time. But I had, you know, I had a column. I wrote a review of it. I can't remember where it was on Kaki Sani or my NST column. I can't remember. Lah, but I wrote a review of it. And it's the same thing. Mm. You know, I, I feel the same thing. Yeah. Since then and, and yeah. until now. So, so it was like more like exoticism also. Yeah. You know? So maybe ah. the, the fault lies in the fact that uh, in the attempts to internationalize something local, uh, they lost the plot. Mm. Literally, they just dropped the plot. Um, maybe it would have been better to just stick to the localities. And yep. we we both agree that films that tend to stay true to their colloquialism and their localities and stay true to the the base of the story in the communities are tend to be the best stories that are told and have the best films yep. and that's why like international the international film market a lot of the films that are critically acclaimed are not films that are in English or not films that are made for an international audience but actually films that are you know 
mm. sort of uh, made for their people first. Like Mayel Tote. Yeah, or in the in in you know think of their people in mind first, and then the international market second. Mm. So maybe this was a little bit of a try hard. Yeah, it was a very yeah. big try hard at so that time. So it was too. like too big too soon. Yeah. Or just couldn't really keep to the spirit of. I guess local films are. Yeah, yeah. In a way. Yeah, but but you know, Tiong Hin, Seo Tiong Hin is the director. Mm. Uh, he went on to do other things, really good things. You know, mm. after Putri Guno Ledang and Putri Guno Ledang did become sort of like a catalyst for other things, lah. You know, yeah, better films, technical. A, yeah. Yeah. It also became a musical, right? That ran for quite a while. Yeah, and the musical, the musical yeah. was good. Yeah. The musical was good. It was grand. Uh, it, it, look, it's still a big, big. Mark in the film industry, yeah. right? Putri Gunolam was a big mark in the film industry. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, would you tell people to watch it? I actually would. Mm. I would tell people to watch it. Oh, um, you said it just mostly, now, yeah. Yes, mostly because. But you know, I, I, I think the reason you asked, you were so surprised, is because you know we did talk about it before, and then we were saying like, oh, it's not a great film or whatever. But I would still tell people to watch it because I think it's a very good example of uh, what. You can do technically, mm. you know, beautifully. It is a very beautiful film to watch, but it's also a a way to sort of know what not to do mm. if you're trying to create a local film. And rewatching it would sort of make you realize uh, the things that can be done better, lah. So. In a way, just watch it. <laughs> so you think so the lesson is like forward. here's something that you shouldn't do. <laughs> no, but there are aspects of it that you should do. No, no, yeah, yeah, like yeah. The I technical agree, agree. bits and the acting bits and everything, uh, those you should do. Uh, the writing of the female character, yeah, could be enhanced a little bit more. But also, you should do. You should write more female characters like that, you know, with like sound mind and opinions and decisions of her own and yeah. agency. Be- because you know? it was really uh, spearheaded. Yeah. Although So Tiong Hin was the director, it was really spearheaded by Tiara. You know. Mm. Yeah. No, I she was, is I was, one strong. Yeah. I was talking about her character lah because mm. she decided to go. She decided not to do this. Yep. She decides everything that she wants to do herself. And there's just so much agency in a time when actually, you know, women were not given so much agency on screen. Yep. Especially in the mainstream. Yeah. And so, I remember yeah. in 2004, Tiara Jacqueline, because she was an executive producer, mm. she, she intentionally wanted that. Yeah. So you that's know? great. I yeah. think it's really pioneered. Uh, the spirit of feminism in film and I, I really, I as a female in film, mm. appreciate that a lot. Yeah. So that's why I would tell people to watch it. Lah. There's good and there's also bad. Uh, you take away both from the film, uh, you just need to know how to sort of tell the difference. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would say watch it too, but uh, to me, story always comes first. As much as it's beautiful and all that, because the story is not so good to me, it you know, it's a bit of a disappointment, man. But I still say watch it. Mm. You know, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a mixed bag, lah. I would say it. Yeah, it, the story is disappointing, but it's not one of those films where everything is bad, mm. and it's only just beautiful. Yeah. You know, there were a lot of other elements that I felt made it more good than bad. Yeah. But the thing that is just unfortunate that the thing that is bad is a big integral part of the entire thing, lah. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, watch it. It will be on Netflix. <laughs> okay, so yeah, tell us what you think about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's an old movie being shown again. Mm-hmm. You know? How many people, I would like to know how many people did not watch it in 2004 and it's only going to watch it now. And watch it and then let us know what you think. Yes. Alright, alright. So yeah, like this video, don't like it, share it, 
subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on all our social media platforms at FatBidin or go to FatBidin.com to get everything you've been watching and listening to. Fat Bidin Film Club. I'm assuming I'm Zanazli. And I'm Shaheem Sawan. <laughs>